Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. Hey there, buddy. What are you doing? Hey there, brother. <laughs> hey, happy uh, happy Thursday out there to uh, our, all of our faithful friends, listeners. Happy if you're checking Thursday. out the show, happy Thursday. Yeah. You know, one of these times I'm going to start it off and be like, yeah, I don't even know, like Texas is like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on down, boy. <laughs> Remember the Alamo. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah, Thirsty <laughs> Thursday. So it, uh, is, it is there. I am drinking something from your part of the woods. Oh, yeah. What is that? It is uh, from a brewery called Trillium Brewing Company from Canton, Massachusetts. Mm. Canton, Mass. Canton, Mass. Canton, Mass, eh? Something like uh, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I was pretty bad. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a stout that's brewed with cold brewed coffee and peanut butter. Ah. Interesting. It, it tastes my complex as my friend who sent it to me gresh complex. shout out to gresh that's a, that's a that's 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 a great that's a great uh it's a great uh usage it's a great term gresh oh, no. term that, complex, yeah, no, no. very complex no that's that's his anytime he he tastes a a craft beer he'll look at it and like that was complex <laughs> yes when, yes. When you have nothing else to say. Okay. Any of our, any of our, any of our friends or anybody out there who's listening, if you know Gresh Lang, you need to comment on the show's page after this episode is over and tell us whether JB is right or wrong. Well, <laughs> that's and, that is that is a Greshism. Yeah, mm, and you know what? Complex. You know what? You can you can you can use that in almost any situ any situation, which he does. You totally could. You could. <laughs> you you play this. You play this solo. Wow, that was complex. Wow, that was complex. Yeah. You just made something like some eggs. You tasted it for the first time. Oh, that was complex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like wake you, up, wake up in the morning after a rough night's sleep. Man, that was complex. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much then. That might be a little weird. But why uh, are you lost? It was complex. <laughs> it was, the directions were complex. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, you know, Thursday's kind of a weird day, I will say. it's uh, Thursday is like... Friday Eve? Yeah, it's like a teaser day. You know what I mean? Your over hump day, which everybody knows, you know, what day is it? <laughs> uh, you know, but you, you, you get over that. But instead of being able to be like, yes, weekend, you're like, yeah, uh, I still well, no, no, Friday. See, yeah. no, but this is the, you listen to this show and it helps you push like, you know, through tomorrow. So if you don't listen to it tonight, uh, then you oh, listen yeah. to the show tomorrow. By the time you're done with work, you're like, oh, with the podcast, work is like halfway through. Now that is, that is true. That is true. And obviously, most of the folks who I know are are taking in the show, uh, 
you know, I know that most of them obviously take it in on uh, on Friday because we usually, you know, publish uh, sometime, you know, Thursday evening. So um, and I think that it's good. You know, we, we, we've been we've been making an effort to try to keep the show to about an hour, which, uh, you know, I, I, I think beyond that, you know, unless it's a really, really engaging conversation, uh, you know, most folks aren't going to be able to stick through it for for more than that. Um <laughs> But uh, today we are definitely going to have to um, we're definitely going to have to uh, engage the uh, the text message of destiny. Yep. And I saw you had a suggestion. I know I've been I told Gresh he was on standby, which was funny that we're talking about him first. But uh, uh, yeah, there there are a lot. If you're in our cell, if you're in our phones, you are you are subject you are subject to the <laughs> yes. text. We could we could even get our first T-shirt giveaway winner a world too. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know, if your girls when they were growing up in their teen years, did they ever use words like that their generation is using? Uh, that it's like, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, no, they I'm do. running into that with with my son. Well, they, I mean, and it's the thing is, is that it's crazy how quickly all this stuff changes. Oh, yeah, because no. I mean, we're only talking about a few years ago, you know, um, that they were still, you know, sort of high school age or whatever. Um, but at the time, there were definitely you know phrases and things like that that they were using that I just I would be like, what, what, what are you, what are you trying to say? Um, but now of course we all know them and we're like, yeah, so it's a big deal. But at the time it wasn't like that. Uh, the phrase on fleek. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, they were using that and I remember being like, what does that mean? And of <laughs> course you, you caught on very quickly. You're like, Oh, okay. So, and now we all sort of joke like, uh, it's on fleek. Uh, um, well, so the one that I've run into, so my son, I guess everyone, all the gamers go, let's go. Right, that's that's the thing. Okay. Like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so every other word is that, uh, and then there's a new one, and I was like, okay, I heard it yesterday. I was like, what does that mean? It's called yeet. Okay, I think I may have heard this before. Well, I was like, what? What is? What in what context do you use yeet? And my wife is like, you know, when you throw, it's like a meme, but when you throw something, you go yeet. Oh, okay. And so today, he's 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 on a a stream playing uh, what is that? Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and and so he he'll he'll FaceTime somebody he's playing with and talk to them over the game. It's really oh yeah, quick. that is kind of weird. But and he was like, "Hey, look, it's my friend." I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then I picked up like something like a like something soft and I threw it at him and I said, "Feet." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome completely embarrassed him in front of his friends yes <laughs> we've got to cherish moments like that man and, and i was like Beat! <laughs> and then it's not Pete, it's yeet my dad's, like, my dad's, my dad's trying dumb. to be cool my, yeah exactly there it is my dad's trying to be cool and, and then even even april like felt sorry for him i was like what are you talking i know it's yeet i just wanted to say feet <laughs> 
Well, it's funny. I think we. I think I've, I've mentioned this on the show before. It's. I, I find it interesting when, uh, when my my daughter's boyfriend Cody, is because he's a big gamer, and he has this whole rig set up with multiple screens because he does the whole PC gaming thing. Um, yep. Which I think when you get to that point, you're pretty serious. It's one thing when you're doing P, you know, PlayStation, all that kind of thing, but when you're buying computers that are so like so fast and they have so much memory and all this stuff, and the, I mean, they, that's and when you start to engage multiple screens, man. Well, like, and and that's the thing is that you're we're not there yet, even though he says he wants to be a pro gamer, right? You know, an Xbox or a PS4 is kind of the the intro to that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, I've been pricing, you know, it's it's always cheaper to build your own. But like, OK, yeah, what's this machine going to cost? You know, they're uh, not cheap. No, nope. the ones the ones that run like these serious games are not inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, look, and that's look, why look, you got to test them out with the with the cheapy first with the. PS4. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing, I just I find it it's funny because I'll be sitting in the living room and his whole his whole gaming rig is in the back of the living room and he's got a whole headset you know so he's got earphones with like the microphones so that oh yeah talk, you know we've got those now oh yeah and but I, I will sit there and i'll listen to him playing his game and i'm trying to decipher what this language means what it you know it's like uh blue right blue right pineapple pineapple sandwich sandwich what what games does he play? I, I don't know what it is. So I, so I will just like some Joaquin, game. Joaquin is is completely in, and he's talking tacti- tactical talk. Well, and I'm assuming that's what he is. He's like he's directing because he's hosting this. But he's using and, so he's watching guys play this that are like so he's like oh we need to push all right flank flank left yeah. flank left you know push, he's push, starting push. To, yeah he's he's starting to use like the tactical talk. I'm like what is going on here? Oh yeah. Well, that's a th- and, I, and it's just funny because I'm assuming that what he's talking, he's giving these guys directions. He is, yep. He's giving them, t- he's because he's running it, so he's sort of the head of the mission, and these other guys each have a role. But it's just funny, like if you didn't know he was playing a game, and all you heard was the audio, you'd be like, "What in the hell is going on? Sandwich, sandwich, pineapple, pineapple, blue, blue, push, push, blue." <laughs> What what is going on? What is pineapple? What is that? I don't get sandwich. What is the sandwich thing? I can only mean I can only assume it means that we're gonna like sandwich somebody. I don't know. Though I I will say that uh, I did make him read the the Art of War by Sun Tzu. Oh, and he's, he's obviously a master. And and no, for real, like once he said I want to do this, I was like, oh, well, let's talk about tactics. Read this book. And then right. when he was done with that, I was like, read chapters two, four, seven, eight, and 12 of this one. It's Machiavelli's Art of War. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look, you may not think that you can, you know, you're reading this stuff because I've caught him like, this is stupid. I'm like, okay. And then I'll ask him, I was like, hey, what did you just use that right there? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. When you're you small... Didn't- you yeah. didn't. You didn't. You didn't tell him that he had to. You didn't tell him that he had to read Clausewitz. <laughs> oh, he's got to read that. I mean, that, that is. He is. He is the. Uh, he's the guy that. Uh, he's the guy that established all like modern Western military philosophy, like back after the Napoleonic Wars. 
it's kind of crazy if you read any of this stuff because I get it. I get geeky about all that stuff, and it's kind of crazy, like that the whole idea that this guy talks about with, you know, warfare is just an extension of politics. Yes. Um, yep. Which is interesting. Machiavelli because, talks about that too. But I think that it's interesting because in in, in the modern age, uh, in a weird roundabout way, through the through the development of like nuclear weapons and the fact that nobody dares to use them um it brings us back to a state that a lot of primitive cultures uh how how a lot of primitive cultures view warfare which has nothing to do with killing or or anything of that sort it essentially has to do with flexing your muscle and demonstrating that you are stronger and that you shouldn't be messed with, but it never gets to the point of actually killing anyone. Right. It's just a so- show of strength. Right. It's all it's all posing, um, which it's is posturing. 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 Right. It's posturing, which is interesting because, in a way, like I say, you know, the the modern day nuclear arms race has sort of brought us back to that place um, where we're only willing to go so far in certain situations. And we're not afraid to we're not afraid to go to war and, and that involves killing, but there's only so far we will go because there's this element there that there's this point that no one will go past because of the existence of these weapons that could exterminate the world, you know, a dozen times over or whatever. Um it, War so, Games, Matthew Broderick. It, it's a great movie. <laughs> great movie. Uh, so yeah, it's kinda weird. You Tic Tac Toe. Yeah, if you actually uh, uh, with Audible, you know, I've got like an Audible account, and the I I really like this one guy. Uh, he was a professor uh, at the military, the Royal Military Academy, um, over in England, and uh, his name's uh, John Keegan, and he has written a number of incredibly interesting books, um, and I'm actually listening to one right now that's actually about the American Civil War. Um, but he, he's written all these books, like the face of, uh, what is it? The face of, uh, face of battle. Uh, you wrote another one called the nature of warfare. Um, really, really interesting face of battle is cool because he actually goes back. He does a study of three separate, um, battles, uh, historic battles. The first one being, um, uh, King Henry V. What is the battle? Uh, St. Crispin's Day. You know, we few, we lucky few, we band of brothers. I can't believe I, my brain does not work these days. Um, but anyway, so this medieval battle in France, um, the second battle that he studied, and when the second battle he studies is Waterloo, and the third one is the Somme in World War II or World War One. Um, and it's really interesting the way that he does it because he breaks it all down. Like, you know, with the medieval battle, he's comparing these instances in the battle where say, uh, infantry was against infantry or, uh, archers were against infantry and like the various effects that these would have. And obviously when he moves into Waterloo, he's talking about, you know, cavalry versus artillery, artillery versus artillery, and all these variables and everything. I mean, these were the things that made the battles what they were because you couldn't put 
you, you know, you couldn't face cavalry against artillery um, the same way that you could with, uh, you know, infantry or something, you know. Um, and then obviously it expounds on that with the Psalm, which is even bigger. Um, I mean, the fact that, you know, the, the entire week before the battle of the Psalm launched that it was a week long artillery barrage. And that, that fact in and of itself, I think is almost beyond comprehension. I mean, literally millions of artillery shells being fired in like a six, seven day span constantly without pause. Yeah, you, you can't psychologically, even... oh my god, uh, you fuck up the terrain so bad. Yeah, that you know, then it it, it becomes a a ground game at that point. Well, it was interesting too with the song because, unfortunately, uh, a lot of um, you know, well, first of all, it was the the artillery units that were engaged for the for the Allied side were all primarily British. And the British artillery units were nowhere near as experienced yeah. as the French. And small, and small guns, smaller guns. It was, too. it was smaller guns, and a lot of the rounds that they had were defective. And a lot of the a lot of a lot of the ordnance that they were firing would actually explode before it even hit the ground. And you had these Germans on the other side of the battlefield who are buried in these bunkers, like thirty, you know, thirty feet underground. And so you're blowing everything up for a week long. And as long as those guys can come climbing out of their bunkers without, you know, being crazy, you didn't really do anything. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, a week long artillery barrage. And as soon as it ended, these Germans just come running out of their out of their bunkers and take up positions with machine guns. And all of a sudden, these British, you know, troops come walking across no man's land and just get mowed down. Have you have you seen 1917? Yeah, an yeah. Out, yeah. outstanding film. Absolutely yeah. outstanding film. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I get all I get super geeky about. I always have. That was one of the things that really brought me to the Marine Corps um, because I always had this intense interest in military history. Um, you know, my father had served, and my grandfather had served. It's really like a family thing for us. Um, and they never, you know, my my parents never. Uh, dissuaded me from the idea of military service. I mean, they really saw that as something that was really honorable and something where you could, you know, demonstrate your, your patriotism. And it was about service, um, which I don't think you really get, you don't really understand that until you're actually doing it. Like you can talk about it theoretically. Um, but when you're actually in the service, you understand why it's called that. Um so, yeah, I mean, I was I was I, I know a lot of people who, especially when I was on recruiting duty, when I was on recruiting duty, man, you you come across some families where like the idea of military service is like a foreign language. They just are like, we don't do that. That's just not what our family does. Like, that's something that other people's families do. Um, and it really is that way. I mean, that whether that's fortunate, unfortunate, whatever, I mean. I feel like the I feel like military service ends up ends up ultimately become, being something that a very small a very small sort of consistent cross section of American families share and it's generational for many of them you know the, uh, there's a lot of families who most families I will say the vast majority of families the idea of military service is completely foreign to them and it always has been their families just 
they've never done that. They don't know what that's about, and they're not about to find out. You know, I'd have I'd have kids, man. I'd ha- I would have kids that were really interested in joining the military, joining the Marine Corps, getting into the band. Kids that were for their age were were fairly highly accomplished musicians. They could really play, and you know, you'd get they'd come from a certain kind of family, and you'd have mom and dad buying them a BMW just to get them to not join the Marine Corps. It was like, you're not joining the Marine Corps and I'm going to buy you a BMW to prove it. And, you know, you're going to college, period. So, you know, but that's the way it is. I think that's the way it's always kind of been. Yeah. I mean, you know, my my grandparents served in World War II. And so, yep. but none of my uh, aunts or uncles did. So, right. you said you're right. Generational, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it just becomes one of those things where like when you've got a family connect and it doesn't have to be every generation, but when your family has done that, um, you know, there, there's something that you admire about it. Um, I mean, especially when you're talking about world war two, I mean, my father was, my father served in the Navy at the end of world war two and in the army during Korea. And, um, you know, that, I mean, that was a very long time ago and he was really part of like that greatest generation. I mean, he was born in 1927, which is crazy when you think that I'm 46, but, um, I guess that's a family thing too. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. It, it certainly was for, I mean, I remember my, his mother, uh, was born in 1899 and I think her and her father, uh, William Rice, was his name, I believe. And he was in the 38th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry at Gettysburg. Think about that. My grandmother's dad. My grandmother was, my grand- Gettysburg. was at Gettysburg. I mean, he was like 60, he was like 60 something years old when she was born. Obviously, his wife was extraordinary, was like way, 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 way younger than him. But he was obviously virile at a, the ripe old age of 60 something years old, you know, continue, continuing to populate the planet. So, you Why just never like that. You just never know. You never yeah. know unless you get it taken care of. You never know <laughs> when you could be, when you could be the old granddad who's uh, still popping out kids. Well, you know, see, uh, 2020, so 2038, uh, so 18 years from now, I'll be 62 attending Seeger's graduation. Well, that was, yeah, <laughs> dude, that was my dad, my dad. When I graduated high school, my father was 65. I mean, he was 47 when I was born. You know what I say? That is, you know, they don't, they don't make them like me and your dad anymore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's because everybody's, everybody's too ready. To, everybody's the second they have a kid, they're like, stick this thing. I'm done. I'm out. Get me out. Yep. No. I mean, and... Uh, I'm just rolling the dice on, you know, I'm just better odds on who's going to take care of us when we're older. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's That's, all I'm doing. That's when you start having these conversations like I'm having now with my kids about multi-generational living, you know, 
where I'm like, well, you know, you know, back in the old days, back in the old days, you know, you used to have, you know, three generations of the family all in the same house. Oh, wink, well, wink, wink. The, the old days, uh, depending on the country, you know, well, and, yeah. I, and, and I, I think that we're kind of going in reverse. How do you because, mean? Because, no, well, not no, like reverse, like, like, it's just that it was. Yes, the multi-generational families, and then there's a lot of independence. And now I think we're coming back to multi-generational in the same household. Well, I believe that's true. Because I, def- I, I definitely believe that's true. Like you know, and these are just the places that I've that I've uh, I've lived in. You know, uh, Italy, totally multi-generational. Uh, Japan, like un- until they're married. Like they live with their parents. Yes. Sure. You know. So I. Well, I there's think, also I think we're going back to that. Well, and I think that there's I think there's a number of things that contribute to that. Um, you know, first of all, I think is part of it is just that people are living longer and longer these days, and um, it's interesting when you look at something like Social Security here in America, you know, when social security first came into being, first of all, it was not something that just everybody got. I mean, when it was a program that was first put into action by design, it was supposed to help people that were legitimately underprivileged of people that had disabilities or whatever. And it was primarily to help them. Um, It has obviously since then expanded and expanded over and over again to the point where it's like, hey, you know, I'm grabbing the brass ring at 65 and I'm going to get my money, which is really not much. Uh, but especially when that's if you're if you're one of these folks who's sort of expecting that you're going to live on that for decades. I mean, think about when Social Security first came into being. What was life expectancy in America? Well, yeah. And it's, it's I mean, the same thing with us in the GI Bill, like up until. Well, right. You know, nine eleven GI Bill came out. You know, you you pre two thousand one, dude. You could not get a college education for fourteen thousand dollars. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Nope. Like, no, like there's right. no way. There's yeah. no fucking way, man. Well, and I think <laughs> I think the thing. Well, the other thing is, is that I think that there were so many people who realized what. Well, I think the government got to the point where they realized it was having the GI bill out there was not a big deal because there were so many people who didn't end up using it. And it was like, well, whatever. And then, or it would expire. Right. And then people started giving it, you know, then people started saying, Hey, well, you know, we should be able to transfer this benefit to our family and whatever. Um, But like I say, with social security, when that first came into, into being, I mean, life expectancy in America was probably like 60, 65 years old. And all of a sudden now you got people who are living to their 80s or early 90s. I mean, so my point is, is that you have people who are living that long and you cannot live on Social Security alone. Yeah, I know. And and you find yourself in a position where you need to be taken care of or at least to have someone there to keep an eye on you and help you with stuff. Yeah, for, for, for us, because of our military careers and right. then like that social security bump it's going to be a night it'll be a it'll be a good bump 
Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's that's and that's the thing is and and I'm already seeing that having retired. You know, I'm I, having retired and receiving a pension and I do receive a you know, I do receive, uh, you know, disability. And I'm telling you right now, man, especially these past few weeks. That disability, I earned every freaking penny of it because uh, just the, the the pain that I deal with on a daily basis. You know, I know certain people look at me and they're like, oh, my God, dude, like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, uh, you can call it 20 years in the Marine Corps. That's what happened to me. You know, it, you don't you don't survive 20 years in the Marine Corps and come out the other end without something, you know, and whether you whether you want to, you know, file a claim or not. I'm, I'm, I am sure as shit glad that I did. Um, and then I'm being compensated for it because being in your mid forties, you should not feel the way I feel every day. Well, and, um, you know, and, and I've, I've run into, uh, you know, veterans that are like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not taking any of that. Yeah. You know, and and that's good for them. If they don't want to do it and they feel fine, then absolutely. But I'll tell you, I, I, knew, I knew in the last couple of years that I was in the service that there were things that were undeniably wrong with, my, wrong with me. I knew it. I, I mean, I woke up every day and I Well, let's just it. say in some of our conversations, I kind of knew too, but I just kind of like, bless his heart, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so my I, point is, yeah, no, no, no. My, but no, my, my point is, is that you are, I think, sort of circling back to these multi-generational families. And I think that one of the most important facets of that is, especially when we live in a world today where you have so many families who are who are have two working parents. Um, I think that having that older generation present um, really provides the younger generation with a sense of identity and a, a sense of who they are and where they belong and where they come from. And I think that that's very, very important. I think that you see a lot of young people, you have seen a lot of young people in America over the course of the past 50, 60 years now who've really lost that. They've had, you know, their grandparents live on the other coast and their grandparents are, you know, seeking out their golden years and independence and, you know, whatever. And here you have the, I mean, there's, a, they are essentially latchkey kids. You've yep. got mom and dad who both work. Kid comes home from school every day. The house is empty. They're expected to be responsible and do what they're supposed to do and whatever. But there's that, that, uh, that setting is fraught with danger especially today uh dude being a kid being a teenager when you and i were teenagers that was tough enough i, I cannot imagine being a, a teenager today with the stuff that you were exposed to just on a regular basis it's crazy and you know to have some 12 13 year old kid coming home alone and we're talking about kids who are even younger than that well talking, i you, i i've noticed there's a lot more awkward kids mm -hmm. now than than when we were growing up just and i think it's just because of the way that this generation communicates it's not face to face right 
No, it's not. Like it, so no, it's, we've talked about that before. It's like the gaming thing or it's texting. You know, I mean, the texting thing for me is just uh, I've, I've mentioned it on the show before. You know, like back in the, my, my kids were younger, they get mad at me because I was writing everything in caps. And they're like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, what are you talking about yelling? What are you writing it all in caps? Yeah. Like, who who decided what? that was a thing? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was there is there a protocol here that I'm obviously not aware of? I'm just just emphasizing a point to you. I'm not yelling at you. But of course, that's one of those things, too. That's one of the things I love about my kids. I love about my. I, I always, I've, I've always loved it. I loved it when they were younger, and they'd be like, "Stop yelling at me!" And I would look at them and be like, "Yelling at you? That's that's level two, dude." I'm like, "You've never heard me yell. I promise you. You have my voice. My strongest tool as a parent, my voice. But I have never actually. I've never yelled. wielded the power, dude. I'm like, you can talk to some Marines I know and ask them what." You and ask them what the sound of Gunnery Sergeant Wallace yelling sounds like, because it's a sound that you are completely unfamiliar with. I guarantee you, in all of your years of living, I may have raised my voice to you. I've never yelled at you. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh man, yeah, just uh, crazy. <laughs> I was talking. I was. I was. I was. I was at the boatyard the other day, man, and I was telling. Uh, the the owner, you know, the the owners are my brother in law and, and his his brother Gary. Gary's like seventy three, you know, and uh, he knows all this stuff about boats, whatever. And he's showing me some stuff. I can't remember what we were. Oh, it's, I was. I it's was, starting I, to look like the fucking. Look, you're you're describing the lighthouse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm I'm cleaning this boat, and I'm using these chemicals. Uh, because there's all these sort of, you know, there's all these cleaning chemicals you can use to get stuff out of uh, fiberglass and whatever. And uh, I was telling him something about how this one fitting, which was brass, how this one chemical, like, like instantly shined up this piece of brass. And I was saying something to him about, you know, uh, you know, oh, you know, this stuff was better than Brasso, you know, Brasso was always such a pain in the ass. You'd be shining brass for hours and whatever. And, and talking about you know shining boots and ironing uniforms and and uh, and I mentioned something to him about about telling people to telling Marines to go out when it was raining, telling Marines to go outside and sweep up the rain. <laughs> he was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You know, like when it's raining and there's like a brass something outside, and you tell the Marines to go outside and shine the brass in the rain." He's well, like, uh, "Okay." Cause, and, and I know it was like this when you went through uh, mm. uh, the A school. But, yeah. And I've heard a lot of the elderly Marines like, oh. yeah, I'm so glad. Like, you know, when I came to the School of Music, it was nothing but shine your boots and, yep. and starch your camis. You know, and right. practically I understand about the about the camis, but I regularly shine my black shoes. Right. Like spit shine, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, legit. Right. Yep. And, and so that, that's always a subject matter that I bring up with our Navy students who are a little bit more relaxed on, on the uniform stuff than the Marines are. Right. And, and sometimes I'll use it as a parable 
Good and word. I was like, and I, you know, I was like, hey, you know why I shine my shoes? Well, because you want to make them look good. And like, nope. I go, I, I shine my shoes because I want you to notice how good they look. You know why? Because to you, having shiny shoes like this shiny is insignificant. You know what it means to me? That I hope that you see that if I'm willing to take this much time on something that you think is insignificant, then how much time do you think I'm willing to spend on you? Right. Yeah. Sure. It's a great way to put it. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they get all damp. <laughs> you know, Yoda. No, that's, and that was the thing is that I was, I was trying to describe to Gary how back before we had these new camis, how we had to shine our boots every day. And we had to iron, we had to starch and iron our camis every day. And, uh, it, and man, I had these jungle boots. Man, I had these jungle boots and it was like the leather on them was like obsidian, man. <laughs> it was like, it was just black glass. I would, I would go mm. home at night and that Jennifer would sit there watching our programs, uh, which the sidebar is very programs. interesting. It's very interesting since we've moved and come home. I honestly think that Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy has been on our television like less than a half a dozen times since we've been home. Um, but she would sit there watching these shows and I would stand there in the living room every night with an ironing board and Kiwi black shoe polish. And you know, I would have to start all my stuff out. And I'd have to stick the little cardboard things under the pockets. You know what, though? Guess what? That was a stress reliever, I guarantee you. Uh, the, process, the process of doing all that stuff and just, like, get your well, mind off of everything. I don't know. If to it me, was... it, 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 yeah. it, it gets my mind, like, square. I don't know if it was so much a stress reliever as much as... Oh, stress creator. Um, no, it was it was the fact that when I got done with it, Pride. I, I felt good about the fact that despite everything that I had endured throughout the day, that I still had it in me to put this together the right way and not shortcut it. And I knew that when I went into work the next day and I had to put that uniform on, that I could that, that I could conduct a uniform inspection, which was every morning. Every single morning, you know, I'm at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, man, which is like Marineville. And we had a uniform inspection every single morning. And I knew that when I put that uniform on and when I went out to that, when I went up to that formation and, you know, we went to inspect, I knew that no matter who I stood in front of, Nobody was going to look better in their uniform than I did. You might Boom. look, you might look as good as I do, and for that, awesome. But it also gave me that it, it gave me that the confidence and the crids that if I came up in front of one of my fire team members or one of my fire team leaders or squad leaders or whatever, and they looked like bona fide shit that I had every God-given right to put them on blast in front of God and everything. Well, and, and, you know, that's 
kind of a part of leadership 101. You 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 walk well, it's, I mean, you're establishing yeah, a standard. You walk through the door, everyone, and you're in a position of authority. Everyone's checking yes. you out. All right. Yep. Uh, Everybody's. Everyone is sizing yeah. you up. And, you know, and it wasn't about being like, oh, I'm the best or whatever, but it was, I can't go off on anybody here. If I, if one of my guys looks like dog shit, I can't legitimately pull the pin and, you know, kick him out of formation and lose my ever living mind at him. If I look like shit. Well, my, that's just, that's my, my leadership tester to that is that sometimes I'll walk in and I'll make sure something is wrong. Oh yeah, and see if anybody says anything. And, that and reminds say, me of and I, that and reminds say, you know if somebody says something, and I'm like, okay, how many people in this in this room noticed that this was wrong? They raise their hand. All right, now I know who's got my back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 what we used to call you know that's what we used to call. Uh, a uniform pageant we would we would go to do a gig first thing in the morning and i remember crazy as this sounds this was exactly what we were doing on the morning of of september 11th 2001 we were running a uniform pageant on the marines and by uniform pageant i mean we had to do morning colors that morning and so we had to wear service Charlie's khaki shirt, green trousers, Corframs. A bunch of the Marines who showed up in the morning for formation looked like shit, but we didn't have time to fix them. So we had to go do the gig. And on the way back, it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And it was like, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to fall them back in when we get back and we're going to tell them to go fix themselves but when they go to fix themselves, we're going to go change into a different uniform. And when they show up and we call them to fall in, they're going to be in the wrong uniform because whatever I'm wearing is the right uniform. That's some gunny highway shit. And so, oh yeah. And we'd be like, good to go. I think there's something, and I'm, I'm talking, this is, I'm screaming. This is like echoing, you know, going knife handing crazy. And basically telling them, like, you know, good to go, good to go. I guess there's something wrong here. You know, whatever. You're freaking out. And go fix yourselves. And they'd all go running off. And they would go and jump into the uniform that I was in. And while they're jumping into that uniform, I'm changing into another uniform. And they'd fall in. And again, they're in the wrong uniform. And I'm waiting for the moment. This is, this is you know, this is that moment where I'm waiting for one of them to raise their hand or whatever, and ask me what uniform to wear, which right. none of them do because they're just doing that's what, you know, and, and that's the thing is that we, you know, we're trained to just, you know, do what you're told, but at the same time, I need people to be thinking. I need them to be thinking Marines, not just robots that just do whatever I you know, say. Um, and yeah, so we were running that stuff on these guys for, I don't even know how long it got ridiculous. Um, and we were actually in the middle of it when somebody finally came into our changing area and told us about these planes flying into the world trade center. But so uh, who let's pivot. Who is going to be the tech okay. message of destiny? 
I don't know. Who do you, so who do you your, think? Your guy said he was going to catch up, but he doesn't need to because we don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Um, actually, I don't even know. Let me check real quick here. Dive, deep dive, deep dive. Um, hmm. Uh, I do have his contact information if you want to reach out. I know we only have about 10 more minutes. Oh, no, we got, no, we have, um, uh, 17. Oh, yeah. Do we? Okay, good. Uh, you want me to send this or do you want to pick, uh, one of our count, one of our, let's, our, let's, our well, counterparts. Let's, let's just see uh, if if complex will answer. Okay, <laughs> he's gonna be like, "What do I do? I don't know what to talk about." Yeah, we got to come up with a. You you got to come up with the question of destiny. I do have to come up with a question of destiny because I don't know if I explain hmm. that to him. So that'll be good. <laughs> that would be really good. Oh, what is that? What is the question going to be? So uh, he recently purchased a electric motorcycle. Yeah, fully electric motorcycle. Okay. Uh, he's all about <laughs> Tesla, even though he doesn't own one, but he invested in them. And he says he's never going to buy another gas vehicle again. Uh, okay. What else? <laughs> yeah, there's so much you could put him on edge about. I there's there's a lot of things that I could ask. There's a lot of things that I could ask him that would that would probably trigger him. So I've got to be I got to tread lightly because I don't want him to think that somehow I'm like, you know. I'm trying to get him to wig out or something because that's not what it's about. But no, there's there's definitely uh, if he answers, if he answers, I mean, come on, man, come on. Let's as Mike Stone would say, let's go, let's go, (laughs) push, push, push. I'll say that to my friends like that's my dad. (laughs) <laughs> let's go and it's like oh, it's like where you put let's the go. emphasis like let's go let's go let's go right. let's go like, right well that's the thing is that they'll twist it around so you can't even understand what the words are it'll just become like a sound or, it, it, essentially it's going to get shortened to go go <laughs> well yeah it's like it's like it's like bruh it's like bruh you know you never thought that the free you never thought that the 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 word bro could get shortened but it did you know it went from brother to bro to bruh what's up bruh what's right, going there bruh we're a couple minutes in two minutes in well, I mean, that's, you know. We'll see. That's okay. That's okay. In the, it, you know, I mean, in the meantime, we can, uh, we can talk about our regular, uh, our regular 
Yep. Uh, Mine, mine's our funny, regular, and I have an excuse, but you go first. <laughs> uh, you know, to be honest with you, I have seen this guy on uh, YouTube, and I'm a little confused, and maybe you can actually oh, help me out with this, but there is this dude called Mutoid nope, Man. never heard of it. No. No? <laughs> But I'm confused because I think there's a band called Mutoid Man. Um, but there is this dude called Mutoid Man who's also a musician. And, dude, this guy, I saw this this video. I'm watching this video of Mutoid Man and uh, Two Minutes to Late Night was the name of the band that he was playing with. And they were playing a cover of... Uh, foreplay long time okay. in Boston, and but this dude Mutoid Man, I don't think I'm assuming that's his name. He looks like the lost member of Kiss. It's the weirdest thing. He's up there with the. That's rest how of you do people, it, dude. That's how you do got, it, though. But but he's got like this black and white makeup on. That he's dressed like a normal dude. But he's got this black and white makeup on that looks like a cross between uh, Kiss and King Diamond. You know oh, yeah. who King Diamond is? You know, and I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Is he like, is he legitimately, he's, I mean, he plays guitar and I guess he sings. But is, is like that his thing or is he a, like a comedian? Or he's almost like a, it's almost like a, uh, game show host or something. <laughs> I cannot figure it out. It is the weird and they're they're all decked how do you, out. How do you spell mut- mutoid? M U T O I D. I was making sure it was an M E W, but yeah, okay. No, mut but there's this uh, there's this band called Mutoid Man. And I don't know if maybe they're a trio out of New York. Um back around 2012 i guess is when they first really sort of came on the scene um but i don't know if maybe this mutoid man guy is uh the lead singer of the band or something if anybody out there who's listening to the program has any visibility on what this the deal is with this mutoid man guy uh let us know comment on uh comment on our, our page because I would really appreciate somebody provide me with some clarity because I'm not sure what his deal is but the video of them playing Boston is pretty funny because he's all painted up but they're all dressed in like this 70s garb with like these afro wigs on so it's just a very weird dynamic but um, yeah so that was my that was my video from uh, from today with YouTube Mutoid well- Man Mine is a, uh, what was the one that was really funny with yours? Where was, uh, like, I that wasn't me. Mine is Halloween song for kids, something spooky. <laughs> okay. Ryan's world. Uh, that was totally my daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? She That's is, funny. She is. Oh, we have the text matches of destiny. Our, our. Text message of destiny. She, she has answered. Yes. Oh, <laughs> hey, there she is. 
There she is. Arg- arguably, All right. the, the number one fan. <laughs> yes, well, you know, the recipient of our first well, giveaway. I'm still waiting for the shirt. She, she won the contest. for the shirt to come in, but yes. Okay, we didn't say that she actually yeah. got it, but it just said that yeah. she won it. She's like, yeah, where's my shirt? <laughs> right. Well, welcome oh. to the show, Diane Potts. You can say hello to all of our all of our faithful listeners. There's about Friends. seven of them. That's right. <laughs> what, what all what are right. You doing right now? I am starting on dinner, sort of. I've got some sweet potatoes in the oven. Takes some time to cook, but oh. you know, nothing fun. Yes. Do you are you one of the people that do you drink when you cook dinner? Uh not lately because I've been trying to do better with that, but when we first started, you know, going into quarantine and, and everything, yes, I I certainly did a lot. Thank- I I just know a lot of people that'll break out some <laughs> wine, you know, maybe not the wine that they're pairing their food with. And then, yeah. you know, Sip on that while you're drinking, you know, especially if you have stuff in the in the oven. All right, so Jimbo has the text message of destiny question since I'm the one that picked. Holy mackerel, dude! I just I oh <laughs> man, now I almost feel freaking shotgun. I almost feel shotgun because I was like, uh, dude, you jumped in the show and I was like, oh shit, wait, it's Diane. Uh, holy, you gotta oh, give me man. a second. What was your last YouTube video that you watched? Um, probably a cat video. No, hold on. You got to look it up. Oh, I have to look you it up? You can look it up. Oh, yeah. You got to look it up. Mine was one that my daughter pulled up that was like a, about Halloween songs. All right. Let me look it up. Mm-hmm. Questions. Mm-hmm. Questions. Hmm. So mine was a kitten lady video meeting the oh my foster God. kittens. Ha! Oh my God! Wow! She fosters cats. She does a really great job, and I love I love her videos. So yeah, that was the last YouTube video I watched. So does does she keep? Like, how long does she is she required to foster cats? So she she specializes in neonatal kittens, like kittens that are. A few days because there's such a thing. <laughs> Neo natal kittens, whatever the word is. Like, do we really? Are they an incubator? Incubator. Oh my god! This oh is my same. god! She does have one because they're like they're orphan kittens and they're very young and they they don't even have teeth. Their eyes might not be open, so she has an incubator with like little stuffed animals and a blanket. Yeah, they can- but they can't see. Like that, but they she have stuffed for, animals like, in there. Snuggles, you know. <laughs> these are feral cats, right? Yes, they, they are, these are feral, feral cats. cats. <laughs> these are wa- these are wild we're, animals. We're de- she's choosing to domesticate them. Yes, because they're they're, they're rescued. Right, like they're just. What's that Elton John song that comes to mind? That was you know, circle of life. Okay. Indeed. <laughs> Debbie Downer, oh, feline age is on the rise. Whoa! Oh, holy mackerel! Okay, oh, so here's your question, it's, Diane. It's Potts. anything. Okay, it's anything. Who 
of all, okay, and I'm just, I'm going to ask you this because, and I know that you're going to be like, eh, well, I can't. Well, you are because I'm going <laughs> to ask. My, no my, my question to you, to you is. True. Truth. Yeah, right. My, my question to you is, who would you say of all of, the, of your students at the schoolhouse, who was the most colorful? Most colorful. Uh, I, I need to know. I, I can, I can think of. I can think of I, one I individual know the in definition of colorful. You know, like they, they had they uh, their character, okay, okay, their personality, whatever set them apart from like, like virtually everyone. I mean, however you. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. You know, I'm just saying, like in your mind. It could be bad. I, I mean, mean, one that one that sticks what out. Is that? What's what? What background. is what? Oh, Brandon's practicing upstairs. I, I know. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So, 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 just, so, just <laughs> real quick, just for the listeners out there that don't know Diane, our good friend, Diane is a clarinetist. Her husband plays trumpet. And he likes to just play and practice his trumpet like in the <laughs> yeah. living room, like in like totally regardless of where he's she's got... at or what she's doing. This this is oh, a no, this no, is no, a point no. of he's angst gotten, for Diane better, because so he'll like yeah. He does he know what the upstairs. text message of Destiny is? No, he doesn't even no? know you have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is... He doesn't even know that you are live. You are live right now this on the a, internet talking to these two thing. idiots. Wow, <laughs> dude, that's that's. I think that's saying. So I think that's saying more yeah, about I, us than it is about. I, I don't know. It's yeah, maybe. Super, super secret. Only the cool kids listen. Oh, that's oh, why so we only have seven listeners. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's why we got sick because everybody's like dude you can't tell anybody yeah, about right. this it's too hey, listen, awesome to once tell we anyone. get the word out it's over okay <laughs> yeah there we go okay so so who would you say the question the tech the, the question of destiny the who would you describe as your most colorful i.e. Rem- memorable student that you had at um, school I else? guess Oh, I, that one's re- that's really tough because, and I'm I'm not like trying to be diplomatic about it, but it's tough. Well, because... I, I will say, uh, what are the 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 different characteristics of the ones that really stuck out versus just naming names? Yeah. For yeah, yeah. For Instead Diane? of just naming someone, just say what what are some characteristics or what are some funny stories. What were some of the things that would? What were some of the things that yeah, yeah. that made them stand I mean, out? I, I guess there there was one student who really screwed up big time, big time, and like turned it around after like before graduation, and now like when they're out at their band, like they're you know they really got their their stuff together. Okay. There's All the right. one that screwed up and didn't get their stuff together, and they're going down in a ball of flames. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah. Those, those are, are usually those are more entertaining all, stories. At the time, it was not entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I 
until somebody else was dealing well, with it, it and then it was highly back, entertaining. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got chicken breast stuffed with feta, spinach, mm. and wrapped in bacon. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Like- so, let's see. That seems like Whoa. it'd be some kind of a a white wine would go with that. It would. It that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, it is chicken, right? That's like I don't drink wine, but I think they say it chicken depends, goes white depends. wine, right? The the the, not... the bacon's or kind fish. of throwing it off a little bit. You know what I think goes really well with chicken? <laughs> Vodka and diet seven up. Yes. <laughs> So it's the delicious. big question, Diana, it's have you seen Jimbo's beard since he's gotten out? Oh my, it is quite the thing. It, 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 it is quite the thing. Thank you, Diane. That's very, that very, was very diplomatic. I, you know, I dig it. I think it looks good. I think you're really, you're doing a good job rocking it. Not everybody okay. can. Everyone, like, not, not hey, everyone that, can do it. Some look scraggly. Yours is very nice. Okay, so let's, let's thank you very much. I've I've been told I've been told recently that I, it doesn't make me look old; it just makes me look older. Someone's being which I guess nice. is better. So more I'll dignified. Take, I'll, so, I'll take that. All right, Whatever. super fan. So I guess some of the things that we've talked about before. So we've got to ask about uh, different like shows. Have you have you watched any Russian slap fighting? No. Oh wait. You need like to watch these videos. They will change your life. This is, this is what we've gone to because there's no live sports on TV. <laughs> there you go. All right. People all right, are watching good. these slap fight yeah. things. And it's, you know, it's, well, it's, just, it's something else. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's a you, step beyond arm wrestling. It's like you, took arm wrestling to a whole other level. By Stormtroopers of Death. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, you're missing out. Oh, you need to check it out. You need to check out, uh, Stormtroopers of Death uh, with uh, Speak Spanish hey. or Die. <laughs> how about, how it's, about I know it's not your thing. To you. Check oh, it out. It's no, pretty... no, no. It's, it's on the page. You get on, get on the page. Get on the page because it's the, we okay. shared the Yeah, did you watch the, the, videos. The, the Mr. Beast? He buys like the entire grocery store. There's, uh, there's, a, there's a YouTuber. He went in and bought the entire grocery store. How much? How much do you think it would cost to go to? It, it was a save, save lot, or save and lot, or save a lot, or whatever. He bought an entire grocery store. How much money do you think that would cost? <laughs> he bought everything. He bought everything <laughs> non, everything non perishable, right? So he had to leave all the the fro- the meat. Yeah. Oh, so he didn't buy know, that. Like, I feel like I would lowball it. What? Uh, like, it's I a guess. Know. Uh, how, I don't, I don't know, like a million dollars. Okay. Oh, well, it's the more. I don't know about that. I would say like it was. I, it I was ninety-two thousand. Oh wow! I so then, really, ninety-two grand. Just that's a lot and, of. Pasta, and then what he did was that he took everything, and there were people there like. You're buying all this stuff, and he was like, "Just take whatever you want, just go." You know, <laughs> like, and, and so because there are people That's that awesome. were mad, like, "Why are you buying everything?" He's like, "Well, just take whatever." 
But everything that he loaded everything into a truck and took it right. to a food bank and donated it to the food bank. Oh, that's nice. Dude, you those food bank people are like, <laughs> dude, we need to this bank better get bigger. Yeah, no, but that's, a bigger bank. Well, he does that with a bigger all bank videos. for all this. He opened food. up a free electronics store and you got to pick one thing. So there were yeah. like eighty inch TVs, sixty inch TVs, Xboxes, computers, all this stuff. You get to pick one thing. What do you want? And then one person came up and said, That's crazy. Well, I really you don't have anything. Well, I really wanted this, but they took the last one. All right, here's three grand. Here you go. Hmm. Wow. Well, no. That must be nice. That must it's be nice not, to well, have see, that kind but of The thing wealth. is, is that, and this is the power of being a, a YouTuber, is that he'll get sponsorship money from sponsors. Because if you think about it, he, he has oh, okay. like 4 million followers, subscribers. So 4 million people are... Are automatically like, watching contribute his a buck. shows. Like they'll have like two million, four million, six million views, and from an advertising aspect, uh, let's take like uh, Aldi's. Like yeah, like we're gonna pay him fifty thousand dollars to advertise to four million people. That's that's a drop in the bucket to hit that many people, and what. And and what sure. what he does yeah, is awesome. takes that's that fifty thousand dollars, and then that's the money he has to spend on whatever hijinks he wants to do. Like one of his videos, like we just randomly went up to right. people and gave them ten thousand dollars cash. Hmm. But it's for but that's wow because he's going to make the money off of the views because he monetizes, you know, his YouTube views. Right. Through YouTube. So he makes millions of dollars every year just through that. So he doesn't need to make any more money. So he just takes the money that the sponsors want and he makes sure that, like, this video is sponsored by whomever. Like, so what you're saying is, is that we need to start getting on YouTube and people actually pay right. well, yeah. us money. I mean, that's something what they like do. that. Because I'm working, I'm working <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, we're, we're actually in the negative because we had to buy a shirt. We, right. We had to buy we had to buy a shirt and then pay to promote answered. things. Then you wouldn't buy me, have to buy me a shirt. Right. And and, and or you, you were you still like to buy me a shirt. Oh, you were you were forty you knows off still. Oh I know. You know? <laughs> you know. I can't I, I'm I'm a little I can't believe you know? Brandon hasn't listened to the you've kept You've kept this a secret. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Not on purpose. <laughs> now I'm going to have to tell him, like, now you have to listen to it. Because... Oh, man. <laughs> I you know. To listen to me if on you want to keep it a secret. <laughs> because my first question, if I was ready, like, well, why is it a secret? Well, it's probably <laughs> what he'll ask, yeah. <laughs> well, right, yeah. It's a secret club. You don't know the password. There's even a handshake. This is right. Like you have to know the club. password. Yeah. <laughs> we have special, special apps. T-shirts. Well, I, I just listened to it when uh, I'm working out. You know, right, just... exactly. <laughs> it is like, like, you know, it really no, is like the Seinfeld of podcasts. You just talk about whatever. 
Uh, it is. And Whatever. We, That's the we whole point. We talked about so much. Do you know what, uh, what, what is it? Feet? Not feet. Yeet. You know what yeet means? Yeet. Isn't it like, yeet. isn't that something that they say in Pennsylvania or something? See? Yeets. Kids in Pennsylvania do. Yeah, I'm not, see, I'm not super hip, so. <laughs> oh, good. No, good. neither are we. But apparently, but apparently Jeremy's, yeah, so, Jeremy's sons are, so, so what because they're using this term well, regularly. It, you just, you do it when you throw something. Now, now my kids never really throw you something. Just now it's like, you know, saying. you're playing video games. Like, you. Uh, it's just something that, that I can embarrass him because I did it this morning and, and in front of his friends, I said, feet. <laughs> I, I threw something and I said, feet. <laughs> and he was he was FaceTiming and he was gaming and he was like, That was my dad. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, what? You said you told me it was feet. It's yeet, dad. Yeet, feet, whatever. It's, it's the intent that counts. <laughs> I'm trying to connect here. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Meanwhile, my I'm wife just trying like, to connect it's, with it's you. Yeet. And I'm like, I know what it was. I'm just trying to embarrass him. That's my job. I, it's right. No, you just Absolutely. have to say it like super. Absolutely. Like yeet. Yeet. Right. Yeet. You have to have <laughs> P on the end. Like yeet. Dummy W and B C. Because they say. They say, and, let's go. And B C. They say that a lot too. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's a gaming thing. Like go. It's a gaming thing. Let's go. Yeah. It's. Right, gonna, exactly. Yeah, I goal! should do that next. Well, that's what we said. Yeah. No, it's let's go. Dad. That would it's be funny. Let's go. No, I know. No, you don't, you don't know. know. <laughs> you don't. You don't get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I was around when they invented the internet. Right, son. exactly. The OG. Right. Yeah, I remember know. the intranet. You don't, know. you don't know. You don't know how it is. See, you don't even know what the AOL, AOL like like bomb warning sounded. <laughs> Yeah. Or that you had to perfectly choose right, yeah, your yeah. message and hope that nobody picked up the phone during your internet session. Yeah. You know how we used to sneak on people? Three-way calling. Yes. All right, I'm going to call them three-way. And you just listen to what <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> but don't say anything. Right. This is super this is high yeah, we technology. We used to have to pay for long distance. High technology. <laughs> You used to have to wait until after nine o'clock. Right. If you like had like one of the early cell phones. Wait till after nine for free minutes. Free, yeah. Oh, right. Man, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Well, that was. I mean, that was a thing even before there were cell phones. If oh, you yeah? got, if you made long distance calls after a certain after a certain time at night, there was a lower. It, it didn't cost as much. That was. That was. I know that's totally dating myself, but that was legitimate. This is like back mm. when you had rotary phones. I don't remember what that was called. It was they had a name for like this these prime hours for long distance calling. Somebody can post that on the page too. If you know what I'm talking about, post them on there and let remind All us. All right, well Diane, yeah, thanks for answering so, the text message. But Destiny. dude, I, is your are your potatoes done yet? Uh not yet. Yeah. They they will be done soon. We'll have faith. They're gonna be done soon. They will be done. I and promise be you. Very delicious. Yes. Now, thank you for thanks for answering the message. 
some folks we've don't, only had but it's always awesome getting one. people on especially when they don't know exactly what they're walking into oh okay yep so yeah so very cool that you came on and everybody who's out there listen to the show make sure that you tell your family tell your friends we're looking to see how many people we can get uh, listen to the program to the program and uh yeah on monday We'll be back to New Music Monday. We got to dig around, find some new artists to talk about. And, uh, you know, tell us what you think about the show. Thanks, Diane.